You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Good morning. Kurt Sumner here again with NSPS Radio Hour. Welcome to the show today. Glad you could join us. Our guest today is Glenn Thurl from New Mexico. Welcome, Glenn. Thank you, Kurt. Many of our listeners will recognize Glenn's name. He's been on the show with us uh, at least a couple of times, maybe more, and uh, is well-known in surveying circles, certainly in NSPS and, and in New Mexico, and for his work with our uh, certification uh, technician uh, program as well. So glad to have you with us today, Glenn. We're going to be talking about uh, young surveyors or fledgling surveyors, perhaps, <laughs> for a good part of the show today and, and uh, the licensing situation in general. But I guess the big topic... Um, in surveying circles in New Mexico, at least, and beyond, um, based on some of the articles I've been reading, uh, well beyond, is that the the future of the surveying program at New Mexico State University, which you can tell me, Glenn, how, how long that's been around, but it's probably, what, 20-some years? Right. The uh, program first came online in 1995. So we've got uh, about a 21-year history with the program. And uh, it has certainly evolved over the years. It started out very rudimentary, but um, as it grew in uh, the number of professors, it grew in the vendor support that it has enjoyed over the years. And while the student... uh, number of students is certainly not what it could be or should be. Uh, it was still a vibrant program here in the state of New Mexico. Was it, uh, at, at any given time, was the student population dramatically different than it is now? Well, we have had uh, more student participation by, I think, the engineering students who would uh, contemplate either taking some of the classes as an elective, or they would uh, consider actually getting 24 more semester hours and uh, minoring in surveying. So it did fluctuate over the years. I believe currently there are 17 actual surveying, declared surveying majors in the program, which I know uh, by other university programs may seem small, but if you look at the amounts of students that are in these programs around the nation, I think it's probably around the average uh, that you would find. Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, as a matter of fact, I just I got another call this morning from a young lady in, in New Mexico asking me about the number of states that have the four-year degree requirement. And you and I were just talking about this last week, as a matter of fact, when we were on the phone. And uh, she was saying, can you tell me which states have an absolute four-year degree requirement? And I had to say, I'm sorry, I can't tell you exactly because we've never gone through and done all the the research it requ- will require to figure that out by looking at each, each state law. Um, because many have the very first option as a four-year degree, but oftentimes go for, for various other uh, options. Uh, New Mexico isn't one of those. That's correct. The uh, 
many states do have the alternative path to licensure, but it was decided back in 1995 when this program came online that this would be the only option for licensure. Uh, now, that I say that, but there are some qualifications to that because if you are licensed in another state, you needed to meet the educational requirements of New Mexico at the time that you were licensed in the other state. So if, uh, for instance, you were licensed in 1991, all you needed to do is meet our educational requirements uh, in New Mexico as of 1991 prior to the four-year degree. And at that point, it was a certain amount of experience plus 45 uh, semester hours, which today is roughly equivalent to an associate's degree. Right. And I, I think that uh, caveat to requirements is probably true in all states in terms of having met the requirements when you would have first become eligible uh, coming from another state. I, I think that's pretty commonplace. It is, and I, I think uh, there is some uniformity uh, that it's even suggested by NCWS uh, originally in some of their um, requ- uh, suggestions that are made to individual boards of licensure. But, of course, today NCWS has the Model Law Surveyor, and the Model Law Surveyor is a uh, ABET-accredited four-year degree surveyor. So right. many states have adopted that. New Mexico uh, did have a four-year de- degree requirement, but it did not specify that it be an APED accredited. It would accept any four-year surveying degree accredited by APED or otherwise. Right. And and the number of APED accredited schools is somewhat limited. I mean, within the within the group that we manage here at NSPS or manage the 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 um, visits. Is, as a matter of fact, speaking of visits, aren't you going on one sometime soon? Well, uh, no, uh, I'm I'm not. Uh, I'm not involved with uh, ABET uh, at this point. And uh, no, I thought I saw your name on one of those recently, but <laughs> I guess I was confused. Well, um, perhaps I am, and I don't know. <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not registered with ABET as uh, any part of their visitation team. Well, but if here's you get what... interested in that, let me know because um, uh, Jason Reset, who runs that program for us, is always desperate. Although people get um, ready to go, you know, they go through their PEV training, and then they may not go anywhere for a while, depending on how many schools come up in a given year. So, sure. But here's what's disturbing about the. Uh, cancellation, or I should say it is the contemplated cancellation of the program at NMSU. Um, It's not a done deal yet, and there are several other steps that need to be taken before uh, the cancellation of the program becomes official, and one of which is that the Faculty Senate meets, I believe, uh, this month and this is brought before the Faculty Senate. But then, and here's where the real decision lies, I believe, it's with the regents of New Mexico State University 
while the chancellor, Chancellor uh, Carruthers, a former governor of New Mexico, uh, said in a newspaper article that he did not feel that he was obliged to follow the recommendations of the faculty senate, he believed, uh, believed that he does have to present this to the regents, and the regents, per the policy of the university, are the ones that make the, the final decision. So what led to the cancellation, and I think Amanda Allred, who was your guest uh, two weeks ago, um, articulated some of these things, or kind of the desperate shape that New Mexico is in fiscally. And uh, this is starting to uh, be reflected in, in many of the state operations, including the Board of Licensure, but also our university systems. We've seen uh, some falling enrollment at NMSU, and of course their enrollment numbers are what basically dictates the level of funding that they receive. So as the enrollment goes down, the funding goes down, and uh, they are facing about a $12 million shortfall in their operating budget. And Chancellor Carruthers has asked all departments to consider uh, what they can do uh, to cut about 6 to 7% out of their budgets. Now, what was disturbing to me was that this is uh, this in the equestrian program, um, which also has a, a minimum a low enrollment in the equestrian program. But the survey and engineering program uh, was simply, I think, offered up as the easy solution to obtain the necessary budget reduction. And I'm not sure a lot of uh, thought went into it. Now, I've not met uh, with the uh, dean of the engineering program, so I can't really comment on the motivation, uh, but it seemed to me that this was, uh, I'm going to characterize it as the easy way out when there are other things that might have been considered before this decision was made. But as I've mentioned, that, that it's not a done deal yet. We're getting a lot of pushback from the uh, New Mexico Professional Surveyors, the society. Uh, they have been meeting uh, with uh, Dean Reddy, who is uh, the dean of the engineering program. And, and the program at state, the surveying program, was under the Engineering Technologies Department. It used to be a standalone program, but it... Uh, Several years ago, I'm thinking almost uh, eight to ten years ago, it was moved under engineering technologies. So the dean of engineering is the one that has the ultimate um, discretion as to far as far as what uh, should occur here. But NMPS has been been uh, doing some yeoman's work. Uh, hopefully, not too late. Uh, they've met with Dean Reddy. They've taken letters of support uh, from industry. I think when they met with him, they had something like close to 30 letters of support from various industry leaders, uh, both uh, those in government, such as the uh, Cabinet Secretary for the New Mexico Department of Transportation, as well as some large surveying companies who noted the fact that they have hired um, many of the graduates out of the program, and they are trying to find some alternatives 
uh, to simply canceling the program. And uh, they presented uh, also a paper they had developed uh, to the dean with recommendations and justification for retaining the program. So it is hoped, it is hoped that their efforts uh, will uh, manifest themselves into a, uh, a reconsideration but there's no evidence that that's happened to this date, but it could be that uh, upon further reflection, the school administration finds a different way to obtain the necessary budget reduction short of canceling the program. Yeah, and we're 30 seconds from our first break, so we'll come back and pick up on this when we come back. One thing I was going to say before we go, though, is it seems as though, I, I don't know if ally is the right word, but this young person who has written at least a couple of articles, if not more, in nmpolitics.net, I guess that must be an online newspaper or maybe it's a, a, an online version of some other publication, um, it, it would seem that those writings could be helpful because they're very positive, at least the way I'm reading them. So maybe we can talk about that a little bit, too, when we come back. But let's go now and take our first break. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Attention surveyors, Seanstead announces the Maggie. The next generation magnetic locator. The Maggie combines the best features of two flagship Seanstead products. The sensitivity and precision of the GA52CX and the visual display and single-handed operation of the GA92XT. Contact your dealer for details or go to www.seanstead.com. Seanstead, the best just got better. Are your health insurance premiums going up? You are not alone. Visit us at ObamacareWatch.org to understand why and what you can do to get us back on the right track. This is Grace Marie Turner, President of the Galen Institute. Visit us at ObamacareWatch.org. Want to know if your Seanstead locator is still under warranty? Go to Seanstead.com and click on Warranty Finder in the lower left-hand corner. Enter your six-digit serial number, and it will tell you everything you need to know. Out of warranty? Click on Repair Department. But here's a tip. Before sending it in, pick up a $25 discount by going to Specials and Sales under the Buy Now tab at www.schonstedt.com. Quick Stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not, get a pen and paper and write down this number, 800-438-0387, or go to quickstake.com, that's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E.com, and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Glenn, before we went to break, we were talking about the, the situation there, and one of the things you mentioned early on was what what appeared to be, from what you were saying, some pretty strong support, in, in at least in the letter-writing campaign, from entities outside of surveying. And, and as you were saying that, to me that was kind of a refreshing thing to hear because sometimes maybe we're so insular in the surveying profession ourselves, we... we we tend to think nobody likes us, but um, it, it seemed very encouraging to me that, that that kind of support was coming in from folks not 
specifically surveyors, because obviously we're concerned, but to know that other people that we deal with recognize the importance of what surveyors do was was very good to hear. Well, and you had mentioned New Mexico, a real politic, which I believe is an online web newspaper, but uh, as more information on this gets out, uh, I think that more people are uh, becoming aware that, number one, the program's going to be cut, and number two, they are, uh, let's say, rallying to, um, to the defense of the program. Um, one of the things that really has an impact here, as we mentioned, that the four-year degree is the sole source uh, for licensure in New Mexico, and that's, that is in our statutes. But that's always been predicated on the four-year degree being offered in New Mexico. So from the Board of Licensure position, uh, at least I shouldn't speak for the board, but I'll speak for myself <clears throat> as a board member. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> uh, as a board member, that I fully support the four-year degree requirement. I mean, there's so much data that's coming in uh, that the, the amount of disciplinary cases are few uh, with uh, those who have come in with a four-year degree as opposed to those who don't. But the other thing is if you look at some of the uh, fundamentals of surveying pass rates uh, for fiscal year <clears throat> Uh, 2014-2015, which runs from October 1st through September 30th of uh, 2015, um, there were 604 takers of the Fundamental of Surveying exam. There was only a pass rate of 51%. But if you look at those that have a, uh, an ABET accredited uh, surveying bachelor's degree, you have a 177 takers, and you have a pass rate of 68%. So uh, you can see that that has a dramatic impact on how well uh, the, the candidates are passing those that possess that degree. So I think that's an important component. So if, if you look at first-time test takers, uh, that without a degree, you had 427 takers, but only 44% pass rate. So that's pretty dramatic. Um, so that is one thing that has to be considered here, is that taking away the four-year degree can actually cause harm to the public in the sense that the people that are practicing aren't as qualified as evidence by both the FS pass rate and the amount of disciplinary uh, actions that are taken uh, by the boards of licensure. You, One uh, of the other things, though, I wanted to say was that without that four-year degree requirement, uh, or the four-year degree, the requirement itself may go away, because it, it seems to me, at least, inherently unfair to require a degree of New Mexico's citizenry that is not offered in the state of New Mexico. So we would still have a four-year degree option. Uh, probably there would be a fast track. But without that four-year degree, we have to consider alternative paths. And I'd rather not do that, but 
uh, may be forced to in the sense that, uh, again, that we cannot require something of our people that is not offered to our people within our state borders. But that's a personal reflection. Of course, the ultimate decision is not made by the Board of Licensure, but it's made by our state legislature. And uh, there would be some considerable degree of pressure on them to alter that if this degree does go away. You know, I, I'm going to pose a question that I don't know the answer to, and, and you probably don't either. But I, when you were talking about if if you don't have a path to get the four-year degree in your state, but also having it in your licensure structure, how what a difficulty that creates. I I'm not aware of a state that has a four-year degree requirement without a surveying program, but I can't say that with certainty. I don't know. Well, there are other options. Uh, of course, you've got a four-year degree online being offered by Great Basin uh, in Nevada. And uh, Oklahoma State has an associate's degree, but we also have an associate's degree in surveying geomatics or surveying engineering in New Mexico through the Central New Mexico Community College. Uh, matter of fact, they actually have an articulation agreement uh, with New Mexico State University and have sent, not a lot, but they have sent students who started their uh, studies at Central New Mexico and then was able were able to transfer their credits to New Mexico State to um, finish their degree work. So, you know, we're right now we're looking at a lot of different alternatives as to how this may play out. Uh, but primarily, uh, we would like to see, or at least I would personally like to see that four-year degree ret- retained. And if not, then we have to have a, a viable alternative. We can't expect to send our young people out of state to get a degree and then expect them to come back. Uh, it's not going to happen. Uh, as much as I love New Mexico, uh, I, New Mexico has some, let's just call them challenges, that uh, are being reflected, I think, in, in, in our educational system. And many of our, our young people uh, who leave the state don't return, at least not immediately. Perhaps some, at some point in their life they decide they want to go home or come home. But I think that we're going to have a talent drain out of New Mexico uh, if, if we do not do something on the educational front, not only for surveying, but across the board. I was looking at some metrics that were provided by a website called Wallet Hub, and uh, they did a, it's a personal finance website, but they did some rankings uh, throughout uh, the 50 states plus the District of Columbia, and they were looking at things like dropout rate, math and reading scores, uh, test scores, student-to-teacher ratio. Well, New Mexico came in at 49th. And uh, the, the only other state that came in lower than us was Louisiana, but then you have to remember that their, almost their entire educational system was wiped out in 2005 due to the, due to the hurricanes. So 
we've got a lot of problems in New Mexico that are going to take some very serious people giving some considerable thought on how we're going to turn these things around in New Mexico. And I'm, I'm just fearful that canceling that four-year degree, surveying degree at NMSU is a big step in the wrong direction and will aggravate the problem. So we need to uh, do what we can to retain it. And from a Board of Licensure standpoint, uh, again, while we're not the final arbiter of this, hopefully we would have some influence uh, in our recommendations. Is You were talking about uh, articulation agreements with Central New Mexico. Um, not that you have articulation agreements with, with other schools, say, outside of New Mexico, but is the student population pretty much New Mexico residents? I, I, I don't have the actual numbers, so I would not be able to answer that question definitively. But my sense of it is that they are. Um, but they, they do bring in out-of-state students. One of the suggestions was made would be uh, an intrastate agreement with other uh, states that would allow students from out-of-state to come to New Mexico State University and pay in-state tuition. I'm not I'm not uh, well versed in that area, and that's one of the things I made a note to try to investigate further. But my understanding is is that this agreement can be adopted and utilized to draw uh, out of state students into the program. And I would also suggest that they consider cross border uh, Mexico uh, to bring in students who could study here for uh, the surveying uh, uh, degree. Uh, and then either return home, which I suspect that would be the case, or try to get some sort of long-term uh, resident status. So there's there's a number of different options that could be explored to strengthen the program, and that would be one. And one thing you might want to think about um, in doing some research on the articulation agreements, um, I'll, I'll give you some information to contact Jerry Taylor at East Tennessee State. They have a pretty strong, where they're situated is right in the northeastern tip of Tennessee. And so it's surrounded by Virginia, West Virginia, Kentucky, North Carolina, all of those states kind of come together right there. Yeah. And and they have that kind of an agreement with the surrounding states and, and do, do draw students from all those surrounding states. Um, so I know that in some cases it, it does work. I, and but I just don't have any real statistics on how many schools are actually doing that. Other than that one, I know about that one just because I know those people. But um, but it seems to be working for them to uh, to gain students. All right. So that and of course, my other worry is that these things are kind of the eleventh hour. We right. we have known for quite some time that the program was not as strong as it could be student wise, but this. Uh, to to use a really overworked cliche has been a, a wake-up call. And it ties in, you know, what we're facing here in New Mexico, I know, is the same thing that's faced nationally. Hence the uh, Future of Surveying Task Force, which I know you're, you're familiar with. But uh, there has to be a champion, I think, uh, a champion of the four-year degree nationwide that is going to 
work on strengthening these programs, uh, which NCWS certainly has started with the education award, but it's, its primary responsibility is going to have to fall uh, to the profession itself and the related disciplines uh, to tackle this problem and turn things around. As I, as I mentioned, the in that 2014-2015 fiscal year, we only had 604 fundamentals of surveying examinees nationwide. Let's do our second break here real quick, and we'll be sure. back shortly. Want to know if your Seanstead locator is still under warranty? Go to Seanstead.com and click on Warranty Finder in the lower left-hand corner. Enter your six-digit serial number, and it will tell you everything you need to know. Out of warranty? Click on Repair Department. But here's a tip. Before sending it in, pick up a $25 discount by going to Specials and Sales under the Buy Now tab at www.seanstedt.com. Quick Stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not, get a pen and paper and write down this number, 800-438-0387, or go to quickstake.com. That's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E.com, and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. Attention surveyors, Seanstead announces the Maggie, the next generation magnetic locator. The Maggie combines the best features of two flagship Seanstead products, the sensitivity and precision of the GA52CX and the visual display and single-handed operation of the GA92XT. Contact your dealer for details or go to www.seanstead.com. Seanstead, the best just got better. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Before we went to break, Glenn, we were talking about the whole idea of needing a, a champion, and you mentioned the workforce development um, idea, the whole task force that was created here within the last year. And um, I, I, guess, I think you're aware that during our last meeting uh, a couple of months ago, the leadership for the task force was basically transferred. Well, it wasn't really transferred. It was just uh, deemed to be it should be NSPS, and NCWS never intended to be that group. They were a facilitator to get this thing rolling and did a great job of it um, in getting us started and getting people together. But you, you're absolutely right that there has to be that champion, and frankly, that in my mind, there's just not an entity out there that should feel the strong desire to do it like NSPS. I mean, that's why we exist, to do these kind of things. So it just makes sense that that should be the lead organization in terms of being the catalyst of getting things going. Obviously, NSPS can't do everything by itself, but certainly that has to be that that leader, I I think. 
I, be- I believe you're correct, uh, Kurt, in, in that assessment. When NCWS started this Future of Surveying Task Force, uh, they did it out of concern for the number of falling uh, exam takers. But that it's not their primary surveying education, or uh, is not their primary focus. Uh, but it is certainly related. I think they've done some excellent work in laying the foundation through this task force. Uh, certainly, uh, NSPS is, is an important component of that, uh, and others uh, related disciplines have also uh, have a stake in this. But the primary stakeholder has got to be NSPS, and I think if anything's going to drive this. Uh, going forward, it's going to have to be NSPS uh, through its members. And so uh, hopefully that somebody's going to uh, pick this up and uh, move forward with it uh, and not let it lie uh, fallow now that, that NCWS, I think, is essentially now that they've got the, uh, the Surveying Recognition Award uh, which is limited. I mean, it's five years, and it's uh, going to be, uh, what, 10 schools, 10,000 a year. But right. they do not see themselves or, uh, as being the primary motivators behind this. Uh, they facilitated it, as you mentioned, but now they're looking for uh, other entities to pick this up and go forward with it. Yeah, that's very true, and, and you're right. I mean, they are a stakeholder in the sense that creating exams as part of what they do but it isn't it isn't their livelihood so to speak it's you know it's not it's not what they do and and so it makes sense that um that we should go in the direction we're talking about with with nsps being the driving force and 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 in reality i'm not sure there's anything on our plate anywhere that is more critical right now um for a lot of reasons for the reason that we're talking about here, the, the, what started our conversation on what's happening at New Mexico State University, but they're not alone. I mean, I think every school out there probably has a similar situation in terms of uh, student and students and funding and all of those kind of things. Some will be better, some may be worse as well. But one of the big impacts on all this is something that you had mentioned in, in a conversation, I think maybe mentioned a little bit earlier today, but certainly mentioned in prior conversations, and that's this whole idea of the growing push up against occupational licensing in general, and we don't want to put ourselves in the line of fire for that. Well, that's absolutely right. Uh, of course, when we look at occupational licensing, we have a tendency to think, well, this anti-occupational licensing push will not affect surveyors because everybody recognizes the importance of licensing uh, for the protection of the public and surveying. But I can tell you that there is a growing chorus that is against almost all occupational licensing. And you can look at it and you can see why this is happening. Because in the 1950s, uh, there uh, very few occupations required a license. And since 1950, it has grown up to a quarter of U.S. workers now require a, a license in order to do their job. And that's a five-fold increase. 
And many legislatures are looking at this and they're thinking, you know what, these, these are nothing more than licensing cartels that uh, basically are excluding market participation by others and it's holding down the economy and it's causing a lot of unnecessary burden, regulatory burden. Now, we would all agree that we don't want a bridge designed by anyone other than a licensed structural engineer. We don't want property boundaries set by anyone but a licensed professional surveyor. But that's us thinking of our own profession. We need to be cognizant and recognize that there is a growing sentiment that some, uh, like some occupations are licensed and unnecessarily. Case in point would be the famous, now famous or infamous, I should say, the North Carolina Board of Dental Examiners and the Federal Trade Commission. And the Supreme Court came down on the side of the Federal Trade Commission uh, saying that boards of licensure are basically market participants. And they have a vested interest in the kind of decisions that they make. And so there has to be some sort of state authority over these boards that uh, will curtail this. But this feeds into this perception that there is overregulation of the market and unnecessary regulation uh, that is inhibiting a free market society. So that's, so that's something when we start looking at educational issues, I believe that the two are somewhat interwoven, that in the past we've had court decisions that say a learned profession requires a four-year degree. And if you do not have a four-year degree, then you're really not a learned profession. Well, if you're not a learned profession, why do you need to be licensed? So you can see how one might dovetail into the other, and these have to be addressed uh, uh, in concert with each other. And I think they're, they're tied. I mean, we look at Arizona recently, their House Bill 2613, where they had a, a bullseye on geologists and landscape architects, uh, assayers, and, and a few others um, that the Arizona legislature thought, or particularly the governor of Arizona, thought uh, was overregulated. Now, I think that's been amended since its original formation, but again, it just shows you that this this occupational licensing and the need for it is tending to creep upwards as far as who needs a license to do what. So we would be remiss in, in ignoring this. I mean, even even the Wall Street Journal in a uh, uh, editorial back, uh, I believe it was on the twenty seventh, it called for a nationwide war on occupational licensing. Now, they are referring to more what I'll call low skill sets, like hair braiding or maybe teeth whitening or, or whatever. But you can see that this sentiment is, is growing across the nation. So we need to not only foster our educational requirements, but we need to be able to present that to the public at large and legislators in particular the necessary requirements, why it's necessary to protect the public 
uh, and that is something that they go hand in hand together, and I don't think they're separate issues at all. No, I agree with that wholeheartedly, and it's, it's kind of ironic in a way that in in some cases people look at new technologies and the ease of use of new technologies and and the ubiquitous nature of everything our cell phone can do almost anything these days. And it's easy to see why people would look at that and think, well, gee, why do you need somebody like a surveyor to do what my my cell phone will do? Well, obviously that's a lack of understanding of what the cell phone can actually do, but we can't just say, well, they don't know what they're talking about because, like, like you were saying, the way uh, opinions run will, in some cases, drive where the laws go. That's correct. And um, I'm sure the geologists in Arizona never thought that they would be subject to this, uh, or the landscape artists. So you think, well, who's next? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you, you have to just keep an eye on this. You know, when... We do a lot, I know, nationally uh, with uh, uh, John and and uh, on Capitol Hill, and that we have this uh, NSPS Lobby Day, and we're talking nationally. But we also need to be very cognizant of what's occurring in our state legislators, uh, state legislatures, and we need to, as surveyors, we need to be able to. Uh, work in that arena comfortably. And I'm not sure all surveyors, a lot of them might be indifferent, but they need to realize that it has a direct effect on their occupation and their means of livelihood and need to take a very active role in, on a state level in what's happening in their state. And uh, again, uh, perhaps we should have seen this coming out of the, uh, uh, the cutting of the program at NMSU we this is didn't happen overnight it's been kind of uh, building up uh, i think it just came as a shock when it finally did happen but i don't want to take anything away from the yeoman's work that's been done by nmps uh over the last month i mean some of the individuals involved i should acknowledge uh david acosta acosta chris medina chris pappas ben aragon others that uh don't come to mind at just the moment, but but they have been doing some great work in trying to salvage this program. But now, let's say, for instance, that the program is salvaged. We can't all just go back to sleep again uh, because this is going to be a constant, uh, I don't want to call it a battle, but in a way it is. It is a battle for the opinions of our citizenry, of the opinions of our legislature. We need to be on constant guard and vigilant uh, going forward, and we can't just lapse back into our uh, sedentary uh, outlook on things. So this ties into the future of surveying task force. Uh, so some great foundations have been laid. But now what's going to happen? What are we going to do from here going forward? We can't afford to simply rest back on our laurels and think that everybody's going to understand and appreciate the role of the surveyor in society. That's true. And that's a good thing we can talk about when we come back from break, which we need to go to right now. Okay. Attention surveyors. Seanstead announces the Maggie, the next-generation magnetic locator. 
the Maggie combines the best features of two flagship Shonsted products, the sensitivity and precision of the GA52CX and the visual display and single-handed operation of the GA92XT. Contact your dealer for details or go to www.shonsted.com. Shonsted, the best just got better. Quick Stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not, get a pen and paper and write down this number, 800-438-0387, or go to quickstake.com, that's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E.com, and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today. This is Lawyer Liz. Join me each week as we discuss drones, the Internet of Things, and all the technology in between. It's Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz, Wednesdays at 2. Want to know if your Seanstead locator is still under warranty? Go to Seanstead.com and click on Warranty Finder in the lower left-hand corner. Enter your six-digit serial number, and it will tell you everything you need to know. Out of warranty? Click on Repair Department. But here's a tip. Before sending it in, pick up a $25 discount by going to Specials and Sales under the Buy Now tab at www.schonstedt.com. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Glenn, you were making some really great points when all through the show, but certainly when we were in the end of that last segment about how important it is for us to be vigilant as we move ahead and carry this future of surveying initiative um, on our backs, so to speak, and not just sort of wipe our brow and say, gee, we what, dodged another bullet over there. Um, because there are forces, whether they're, and sometimes we t- tend to look at them as if they're coming at us maliciously. I'm not sure that's true. I just think it's, I just think it's the trend and the way people are looking at things in general these days. Um, that's you know, correct. All, I, I don't think anybody has particular animosity against surveyors. Uh, but we have to understand that uh, if if surveying or boards of licensure uh, are looked at as uh, limiting competition in the marketplace, that federal antitrust laws require you know compelling justification for any board action. And the way this turns in is that some would argue, and I think incorrectly, they would argue that the four-year degree requirement is simply there as a gatekeeper for the existing surveyors to limit the competition in the marketplace. So I've had this criticism leveled against me in that my adamant, uh, being adamant about four-year degree requirement is anti-competitive. So you see how that relates as well. And, again, these things need to be looked at in tandem, and they're not separate issues, in my mind, at least. Yeah, so all of, of these things start to start to gel into what we need to take, what actions we need to take going forward, and have to consider these things on a multiple front. Yeah, it's kind of ironic in a way that at a point in time when the profession itself the technology that we use to help us do our job, uh, 
is increasing and getting more sophisticated. Um, and I think in some ways people are looking at surveying more broadly across the board in terms of all that's entailed in surveying um, beyond what some people look at as simply the, 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 the land boundary side, of course, the reason that we have the license. But we, you know, surveyors perform so many other things. And just the fact that it becomes really difficult, if not impossible, to know how to utilize the technology that's available to you in a way that allows you to continue to practice the way you should practice and, you know, be not not just take for granted what comes out of the machines, I guess, is a short way of saying yeah. that. But yeah. that becomes really I, hard to do if you don't have that background. That That's right. And it um i i believe that if we if we look at this uh in in a, a way that i i guess the best way i look at it characterizing this is that when when we look at the problems technology certainly has had an impact uh i've often said in the past uh that look if you try to do business the next 10 years the way you did business the last 10 years you're not going to be around or you're going to be marginalized in the marketplace. But I think a key to understanding all of these issues is it's sort of like a, an effective leader has to have both a, a telescope and a microscope. Now, the telescope is that we're going to do an external, la- we're viewing the external landscape for opportunities and threats. So technology can be a tremendous opportunity. But in a way, it can be a threat as well in the sense that we have to be able to cultivate the, the individual who operates this technology in a way that, it, that it's uh, more than just a superficial understanding of what's happening. But then we need a microscope, and we need to examine the interior of our profession uh, with an eye towards continuous improvement. And we, uh, so I, you know, I, sometimes I try to take the long view uh, on have the foresight take the long view of some of these things, but the immediacy of the problem is such at this point that the long view might be outdated uh, before it can be implemented or recognized. So uh, technology is a wonderful thing when you know that it's working correctly, but you got to know that it's working correctly because it, sometimes it doesn't or it gives you an answer that's not correct. And so while we have a need for qualified technicians, we also have that deep need for the need for deeper learning of these of these things. And uh, I think the four-year degree is particularly well suited to be able to impart this to individuals. I think you're right about that because I think it would be the rare occasion when one just based on their intellect alone would be able to say, yeah, I, I grasp that without having any any kind of uh, educational background to help understand uh, everything that you need to know. Um, and, That's and right. And there's always been criticisms about some of the uh, courses that are required in a four-year degree, like uh, physics, calculus, some of these other things. And that's that's an argument that's been going on for quite some time. Uh, but I think what it's basically asking you to do here is understand how your technology is operating, number one. 
Uh, but number two, are, are you capable, and I think this is where some of the calculus comes in, are you capable of, of looking at your data in a statistical sense that's going to tell you whether what you're doing is correct or not? And so it is establishing a thought process that is critically important to our profession. Uh, and that thought press process, again, is developed and fostered through the school, but obviously also through, through experience. Uh, but, and that's why we've always had that uh, experience requirement as one of the three legs uh, of examination, education, and experience, the three-legged stool of professionalism. But uh, again, uh, I think that uh, there are there are professionals, and then there are technicians, and we need technicians. We need well qualified and trained technicians. But surveying goes much deeper than that, and I think that getting everyone to recognize that, acknowledge that, is an important component in establishing the future direction of our profession. Yeah, I, I would agree wholeheartedly with that. And you know, speaking of those technicians, we got four and a half minutes or so, maybe five and a half minutes left. So I just real quickly wanted to have you talk a little bit about, I know you've been really involved in, in our CST program and actually, if I'm not mistaken, pretty much put together the CST, the whole Learn CST thing <laughs> that's available. Um, and I, I'm just not looking for your, uh, uh, to put you on the spot or anything, but do you think our program needs any kind of reworking or is, is what we've got in it sufficient to test for what we're looking for our, our technicians to do? No, it, it everything can be improved. And uh, while I did a lot of work on the CST uh, site, um, I've not been relieved of the necessity of making a living, so I try to devote some time <laughs> to it. But, but one of the things that it... I, I believe that it needs to be reworked, refreshed, and uh, needs to be much go to a much greater depth than it does right now. Uh, so that's why I uh, appreciate being able to interface with the NSPS CST board uh, to see the direction they're heading. Uh, but right now, I would say that there is much, much room for improvement, and as time allows, I and hopefully others will be able to devote more time in getting this to the level it needs to be. Uh, so one of the first things I mentioned on the site on the front page is you cannot rely on this site as your sole source of education. You have to dig deeper. You have to study on your own. Find a mentor in your company if you can. And uh, get some get some good text, some references, and I make I make some suggestions as far as text. But don't just sit there and go through the quizzes here and think I'm ready, because you're going to be very surprised when you actually sit down and take that exam. I'm hoping that coming uh, uh, shortly, as as uh, I get a little bit closer to retirement, that I'll be able to devote the the time and effort into this that it really deserves. And uh, until that time, we're, we're going to just make some minor adjustments and improvements, but hopefully we'll be able uh, to move it in a, in a much more uh, developed direction. And for those who are not aware, that, that uh, 
Learn CST is um, available. People just have to go to the website, right? Just type in Learn CST, and yeah. it's going to take you there. And uh, it, enrollment is uh, you can self-enroll, and right now level one and two are there. Um, working on level three currently, which is much tougher road to hoe. But uh, I look at this at level three as almost being just short of taking the FS exam. At least that's where I'd like to take it. But, um, you know, like I said, we've got a ways to go yet, and, and hopefully we can uh, find the time to devote to that that it deserves. And whether or not technicians are working in states that have degree requirements, certainly it's worth the while, I think, to go through this exercise just for some satisfaction and peace of mind of your own capabilities or knowing that you you have know, demonstrated some, some understanding of, of what you're dealing with. I know sometimes people say, well, if you have a four-year degree requirement, what's the point? Well, as you pointed out, no matter how many people we get licensed, we still need really good technicians. Absolutely. And this is one step in, in recognizing that fact. Absolutely. Well, we have about a minute and a half left before we have to go, so I want to make sure I uh, thank you for being with me today, Glenn. It's been great talking with you, and and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the the New Mexico State University issue works out. I hope that the, we're able to keep the program alive, and as you have so uh, succinctly pointed out, keeping it alive has has coattails to that, you know, down the licensure uh, uh path as as well as otherwise. So uh, we'll be watching that very, very closely and participating in uh, helping out whatever way we can. And as you also said, taking the reins of the future of surveying. So I really appreciate you being with me talking about those things today. Well, I'm always happy to chat with you, Kurt, and uh, hopefully your listeners have found uh, something I had to say today to be of benefit. Well, that's one thing we like about the show. Uh, I get calls from people sometimes who say, hey, I just listened to the show from two years ago, and I got something out of that. So uh, that's one good thing about the downloads. People can, can pull down the shows and listen to them anytime they like and, and learn something, and we're always happy that uh, that people enjoy the show. And so far, at least, our listenership's been large enough to keep our supporters happy. So uh, it's something we enjoy doing. So, again, thanks for being with me today and looking forward to, to working with you further and as we go into CST and all other things that are related to the profession. So thanks so much. You're quite welcome, Kurt. Thanks, Glenn. Take care. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.